So in this episode, we're going to talk about why listening to your accountant is often a terrible idea for your business. So stay tuned. We'll break this right open. Welcome to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, I think that's me. I'm up. Tony Fraser-Jones here. Welcome to the Profitable Trady Podcast. I'm here with my sidekick, Phil Smith. Phil's the COO here at Profitable Trady. He's a good man. Uh, what are we uh, What are we talking about today, mate? Well, we're, uh, we're actually talking about something that really grinds my gears, and I'm sure it grinds yours too. Grinds my gears. Yeah, make your blood boil. Uh, we're talking about why listening to your accountant uh, about your business can be a really terrible idea, because um, their advice doesn't always help you make money. In fact, often it doesn't. Uh, so at best it might save you a few dollars in the short term, but what we want to do is actually, you know, grow your business, make more money, get more time, more freedom. And look, honestly, your, your accountant doesn't actually help with that. So we need to tackle the big issues today. Uh, and we have a little story to kick off, um, from a couple of our We clients. like stories, don't we? We do like stories. I think yeah. it's always a, it's a good way to, to get in the zone. I've got to tell you, if you're, if you're listening or watching, uh, we come up with a story for every episode. It's the hardest part of prepping for a podcast is to come up with a story. Well, actually, sometimes the hardest part is um, deciding which story because you've got so many. Wow. So it can go either way, really. There you go. Or, or telling a story that doesn't have enough uh, expletives in it, which... Uh, we don't do expletives here. <laughs> sure. Um, so, hey, look, this story is from uh, a couple of our clients. Um, look, I won't name them exactly. Let's call them um, Dip and Perrin. Uh, and during COVID... Um, they wanted to get a subsidy for a, a team member who was isolating, and they, and they did get it, uh, which is cool. But their accountant advised them not to pay an extra six hundred dollars a week to top up that subsidy to their uh, to their employee. Uh, and their their reason was, hey, what if it blows out to you know six weeks or, or eight weeks? You know, you could end up paying a fortune for this. Um, they just have zero idea of how hard it is to get great team members, keep great team members, and what the return on a team member is. So this is a classic example. Like if you got someone who, you know, what if they are isolating for six to eight weeks? Hey, that that's one thing. You might end up paying a lot of money and they're not on the tools. But you know, the flip side of that is, you know, if you can actually give them that goodwill and, and keep on a great team member, then when they come back, they're going to make that money back for you so many times over. Like a, a good tradesman qualified in a van on their own could be doing $25,000, $30,000 worth of revenue for you per month. Uh, and when you look at that, might be about you know three hundred k a year. If you're hitting a forty percent GP, it's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year of profit that you're getting from their wage. So when you look at it that way, it's like if it costs you a few grand to keep them over that time, you know, and keep them happy and keep them able to afford their expenses and, and get on with their life, so they can feed their family and pay their mortgage. Exactly. Then you keep a great person, you keep them happy, and honestly, the loyalty that's created by you doing that is is huge. Massive. And then, like every year after that, you're making bank on those wages, but the accountant just doesn't see it that way. Well, that's like, the, that's let's the cut key. Cost in yeah, the short that, term. that's the key thing. Loyalty is uh, it's a little bit. What's the word? Fluffy, maybe, for an accountant, and and uh, a lot of stuff in business is uh, is difficult to pin down to numbers precisely. But there's even there's a backstory to this one as well, Phil. As as you know, um, Dip and Perrin, uh, they um, they had struggled to find employees, uh, yeah. you know, before they joined our program, and and uh, they'd managed to hire three, two or three, I think it was three, uh, good quality employees. You know, following the processes that we teach them around around hiring. Uh, so that had been a huge pain point for them. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't want to lose them. Exactly. Uh, and I mean, how much would you pay 
to get a great employee? Like, what does it cost in empl- in your actual going through listed job ads, yep. recruitment process? You know, setting them up with stuff. It's massive, right? It's so for the sake of maybe six hundred dollars, maybe six weeks, what's that? Three thousand six hundred dollars. Um, it's a cost. We've got to be careful with that cost, said Mister Accountant. Oh, honestly, if I hear that again, oh, I'm gonna bring a gun to work. It's not good. It's not good. Not good, not good. Uh, there's that old uh, Winston Churchill quote, you know, we was talking about taxation and welfare in this case, but he said, um, look, you can't stand in a bucket and lift yourself up by the handle. Uh, and I think it's the same thing. as You can't save your way into profit. It's just not a thing. Well, you can increase your profit a little bit by saving, but you'll never grow your business. No, that's right. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, like, saving your way into profit is actually just taking some of the resources and infrastructure that you need to continue to get more profit away. So you might get a slight, you know, improvement now, and it feels good in the short term. But it's kind of like weighing in your in your pants to keep warm. You know, it's, it's a very uh, temporary solution. Yeah, I mean, when you're out surfing and it's cold in your wetsuit, it's well, I've never done it, of course. Sure, I've never sure. done it, but um, I hear that it's you know when you're sitting at your desk on a long webinar, you know, that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so. Uh, we were going somewhere, and I'm completely lost where we're going now, mate. Well, I think there's a few other big ones that, that grind my gears with accountants. Um, I hate the old way. you're kicking off here. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get going. You need to slow me down at some point. But I thought I was the one who got angry about this stuff. Oh, I hate, you know, yeah. and again, look, it's not all accountants. Yeah, and I think there are some good yeah, ones. There is, and, and you don't want to be silly with expenses that you don't need to spend. I mean, exactly. that's, that's kind of obvious, right? But I mean, like, honestly, call if you looked at your own profit and loss or your income statement right now, like, name one expense you have where you're like, don't need that, like, honestly, if you want to keep growing your business. Like, I've seen accountants pull apart a profit and loss statement, and they're going through line by line. They're like, you know what? You spend a lot on vans. What if you had no vans? What? What? Or they're like, what, what's this line here? Is market, 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 marketing, market, marketing. What, what, what is this? $10,000, what a joke, cut that out. Yeah, yeah, there go your, your, your sales for the next 18 months. Yeah, and they're like, you know what, if you, if you just didn't have a premises, you could work from your kitchen table and save $16,000 a year. Boom. And you're thinking, mate, but then I'd have, uh, have my work at my kitchen table. I'd, you know, it'd, it'd be madness. I'd, like, mate, I just got away the business from that. They'd be, they'd be cheering, a bit of sound effects with that. Yeah, Happy yeah, days. yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. I just needed to press that. Yeah, you, you always wanted to. But the reality is, if I push one, is you get rid of that premises and yeah, businesses in your home, like, there's a yeah. reason you have that expense. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 ridiculous. You you can't just cut things that you need to try to save a few bucks. Like these are the things that are gonna give you a platform to grow. That's right. And you can you can you can trim things and, and if you think of a you know, think of your body, you can trim a bit of fat, but you've got to be really careful you don't start cutting muscle and that's often what happens when, with an excessive you know, cost focus, which is what accountants tend to focus on. There's another thing that drives me insane, and this is purely out of self-interest. Obviously, we're a coaching business and we sell coaching programs. Um, if you're listening, you probably should join, but that's another whole story. Um, we've had so many potential clients say to us, oh, my accountant said this wasn't a good idea to get any coaching or help because it costs too much, yeah. that cost thing. Yeah, well, of course, anything that's worthwhile costs. Exactly. Uh, but there's a difference between cost and investment. Uh, and so we should always be looking at return on investment for everything we, we, um, you know, we we spend. That's I think accountants often struggle to understand return on investment because mm. there's some unknown part to it, right? Yeah. You know, there's a there's a little bit of uncertainty about what the the return might be. Or well, uh, an but accountant's you know. looking at it going one plus one needs to equal two, but you know, with us we're like, hey, one plus one equals whatever you want it to be, and they're like, whoa, that doesn't make sense. Hundred <laughs> percent. And the, the the last thing, the real kicker that just 
totally, you know, slacks me off is, um, you know, we, we might talk to someone who wants some help with their business and the accountant says, oh, well, we can do all that for you, which is utter bollocks, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. because, you know, you've been with your accountant for like 10 years or five years. If they could, why haven't they done it already? Why haven't exactly. they actually offered to help already? Why haven't they done something to help rather than just meet you a couple of times a year and, and go through your tax? But Tony, they give great advice. I mean, like we've seen it time after time that people go in, hey, Mr. Accountant, how did I get on this year? You did great, Jeff. You made more money than last year. We, got to, we did a clapping thing here. We should well, do that. Well, we should do that. I but I think the, the anyway. fact is, is like, I mean, that's not advice. Like, I mean, more money, what does that mean? Like a dollar more, $2 more, $100,000 more? And why? Is it because, yeah, I cut my premises and I've been working from my kitchen table you know like that's not actually growth is it because you know like actually I took a wage for once and that's you know so you're like oh your income's gone up it's like it's because I didn't take anything before you know like it's like what's what's actually going on there and more importantly is it's like you made more money than last year it's like cool how do I do it again oh yeah you just make more sales Okay, thanks. How That's do I good do advice? How do I do I reckon, that? I reckon making more sales is actually the key to success. We should do that. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's we should just give that as advice. We could be 100%. accountants. That's a deep <laughs> breath if you're not watching or whatever. Anyway, I think uh, I think people get the picture yeah, with yeah, um, yeah. what we're what, what we're what trying we're to say. Here. Yeah. So what's the big problem then? I think the the problem with accountants, like you said, not all accountants are bad. There, there are obviously some good ones, but most of them have got no clue about running a business, and that's because they're taught to focus on costs. Yeah, that's to count costs. Basically, that's to count beans. That's it. So they are bean counters. They're not actually taught how to grow more beans, and that's the essence of business. If you want time, money, and freedom, and you want a great business to enjoy life and spend time with your family, your business needs to grow to give you more, you know, more money, more wealth to buy time back and do the things that you want to do. Yeah, and that's about marketing and sales and processes and systems and all that sort of stuff. It's about leadership. It's about vision. That's it. Uh, so you know they're not taught how to make beans. That's, that's it. really important difference. Uh, plus, accountants typically just produce financial accounts for tax purposes. That's their job, to figure out how much tax you should pay. That's the purpose of an accountant, for, for 95% of the accountants, that's what they do for you. They figure out what's your net profit before tax, and then you pay tax on that. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. And they will work in with your you know, tax office, um, IRS, IRD, ATO, whatever you know, whatever it is where you're, you know, where you're based, Um but you actually need a different set of accounts to run your business on a day-to-day basis. That's it. And that's important. So that's your, your management accounts. Uh, that's you know, a lot of what we go through with our members is how to, how to actually figure out what we're doing on a day-to-day basis because most accountants don't do that. No. And that's what you need to actually improve your profit. There's no point. Like trying to drive a car by looking in the rear vision mirror doesn't work, right? And that's what it is for most people when they talk to their accountant. It's 100%. like last year. And if I don't know if you're like a lot of business owners – you don't get around to doing the accounts for like four to six months after the end of the financial year because you're busy. Yeah. Uh, so you get them done, and by the time you sit down with your accountant, it might be eight, 12 months after the year finished, and really it's it's history. And honestly, Tony, like, I mean, and again, you might be listening thinking, oh, well, yeah, but I'm doing better than that. I don't just go annually. I see my accountant once a month. I'm like, great, but business is happening every day, man. Like, once a month, that's, that's not enough. You need to be on top of this stuff. You can't be relying on your accountant to give you a rear view of a month especially when you think about things like work in progress, you think about you know all different things that are actually at different stages. The end of the calendar month is great for like how much tax you should pay or you know things like that, but it's actually not a full picture of what's happening in your business. You can't run your business on a one month check-in, you know. Well, and let alone a year. Yeah, most people never have a month check-in, they have, you know, possibly a year. Exactly. To be honest, I mean, 
ninety-nine percent of people, yeah, if you're watching or listening, is you'll probably see your accountant once or twice a year. Yeah, uh, and they'll give you, you know, they'll count the beans and tell you how much tax you need to pay. I think the other thing is this: this something is is a bit weird, and and if you're listening or watching, you probably know what I mean. For some reason, we tend to elevate people in the professions, accountants, lawyers, doctors as well. I don't know how to say this. Um, I got a brother who's a doctor, and um, so, I know how to say yeah, this. Yeah, but you can do it that, in a nice they, way. We tend to think that those people are some kind of higher life form. Yeah, I know we're just we're just like tradespeople. We just like use our hands. Like we weren't book smart, um, oh, which ridiculous. is utter ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That uh, actually that actually really gets me, man. I grinds hate my gears. that. Yep. Like I think that's one of the biggest things that we're trying to do. Right, is we want to elevate people in trades businesses to a point where you're looked at with just the same sort of reverence as a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant. I mean, reality is if you have a successful trades business, you make more money than those people, honestly. You also have a handier skill, honestly, a lot of the time. Like how often do you go to the doctor? Like hopefully not that often. How often do you need to see a lawyer? Hopefully not that often. How often do you use uh, trade-related things in your house? Do you use your tap, your faucet? Yeah. Do you turn on lights? Yeah. Like there's things in your house all the time that are just completely reliant on having great trades and service businesses at your disposal. You're going to use them more than you'll use doctors and lawyers, honestly. And again, like you should be looked at exactly the same, if not more important, because you provide a more important service, you earn more money, and honestly, you learned just as much stuff. It is really hard yep. to learn to be a great tradesman or a great trades business owner. Even harder to be a great trades business owner because yeah. it's a whole other set of skills. And, and people and this say, oh, a doctor went to the university for six, seven years. I'm yeah. like, so? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, they work hard. And I'm, yeah, that's totally. But so, so but it's not different is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and and the thing is, for some reason, we, we tend to place those professions on a... I, I don't know, we look up to them and therefore we just sort of take their advice as, I don't know, like gospel, like it's it's the truth. Um, but it's your business and you need to take responsibility for the numbers and the results in your business and not kind of just let the accountant kind of tell you what to do or, you know, worship at their feet. I think the other thing is, you know, for, for most uh, business owners, you go and talk with your accountant and they go through the accounts and they talk about P&L and your, your this margin and, and those overheads and they talk about your, you know, your balance sheet and your shareholders' current account and intercompany transfers and then you're just like, uh uh, like what and you don't want to obviously seem like you don't know what you're talking about because you feel really awkward and, and you kind of just nod and, and say yeah 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 but underneath you're like ah, <laughs> like what uh, and so you don't really know and they I don't know they just don't seem to explain stuff and we feel awkward asking as well uh, mm-hmm. which is which is totally understandable no one wants to kind of show that they don't understand because it's a bit of a bit of a thing um, so I think that's a, that's a big issue as well. And I think the last thing is, you know, we know that building a great culture in your business is massive. And if you talk to an accountant about company culture, they literally start frothing at the mouth. They're like, it's like oh, that you're talking about the devil. <laughs> you know, it's like this soft and fluffy stuff, yeah. uh, which is not soft and fluffy at all. It's super important, but it, it's difficult to count. It's not a bean you can just line up and say there's 10 of them and you've got to pay three of them as tax. Yeah, 100%. So it's very, very different. And th- this comes back, I think, in a, 
for a big one is that you know not everything is about the numbers like you know there's some stuff which is is going to have different utility in your business so it could be about creation or building infrastructure or freeing up your time like you could save heaps of money if you worked 100 hours a week you know well in the short term you'll save heaps of money but the fact is is like you can't grow a business on that and you definitely can't survive uh but the fact is is like not everything is about numbers there are things that don't come through in your profit and loss straight away that, that, and that's the key point, Phil, right? They don't come through straight away. And the, and the trouble with counting beans is that it tends to be very short term. It's focusing on the profit you make this year. Yeah. But we know in business that training people or building relationships or you know putting in new software that might take a while to get up to speed or new systems and processes, that can take some time. And look, it is about numbers because at the end of the day, they will actually improve your numbers, but it may not be this month or next month. It may be in six or eight or 12 months' time. Um but if you don't do it, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. And it's that, you know, not being able to count the bean right now that makes it, that, that kind of was where the accountants let you down a fair bit. Mate, well, the biggest one I see is, you know, you get to that point in your business where you've got a bunch of guys in the field, you know, it could be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you get into a point where you actually just can't run around and, and keep things in check. You just can't. It's getting too big. Oh, I know so where this is going. You think, you know what, I really need some help. Uh, I'm going to invest in an operations manager. And you go to your accountant and you say, I'm going to add an ops manager. And they go, what's that, 100 grand a year? Overheads. Selling? Overhead? Woo. They're not even going to work on the tools? What? No, this is bad. Your profitability is going to go back 100K. But the difference is if you don't get that operations manager, not only can you not add more tradesmen and continue to grow, but probably you're going to burn out and have to actually cut some tradesmen because you can't you know, actually sustain what you're doing. So adding that overhead gives you a platform to continue to grow your business further than you already have, rather than trying to just keep running on empty and on fumes, uh, which probably actually leads to you decreasing uh, your revenue. Well, and not only that, your life is not fun. You can't hang out with your family and your kids because you're just, you know, you're burnt, you're, you're toast by the time you get home. And, and uh, life's about actually having fun. Business That's is about it. actually creating a life. Yeah. And I think that's something that's very difficult for the bean counter focus to actually understand. Yeah, and honestly, I've never seen, and I, this is a big call, but I've never seen someone add an operations manager at that kind of situation and then not get a bunch of growth because and, and end up actually completely paying for that salary and some and actually making more profit than they were making in the first place. Well, they place. often make the profit back by better organisation. They that's improve it. their margins because they are so busy running around, they're dropping balls all over the show. Exactly. Efficiency in the field goes up, labour utilisation goes up, yep. your GP improves. You probably pay for it before you even increase sales. Yep. Client services. and yep. clients. Uh, no rework, no that, callbacks. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's easy, really. 100%. <laughs> Focus on making the beans, not counting them, brother. That's it, that's it. So what do we do about all this? We've uh, obviously thrown a few blows at accountants here, but uh, you know, what's the practical stuff people can take away? What can we do? Well, I think the first thing is um, you've actually got to take responsibility for the financial results in your own business by learning the numbers. Like, Don't rely on your accountant to have your back with this because they haven't. It's not their job, even though you might think it is. So that means you need to be doing a monthly set of accounts you need to have a monthly profit and loss or income statement, same thing, which shows you how much profit you made. Uh, you know, Ideally, you're doing a monthly balance sheet so you can see where your receivables and payables are at and how much you know, liquidity or cash you've got in your business. And um, you know, if you really want to be on top of things, having a cash flow forecast as well so you can see how the bank account's going to look over the next 8 to 12 weeks to make sure that you know, you're good. And if you're not, you can do something about it. 100%. Uh, and, it's, and it's understanding what all that means. So measuring your key margins, like your gross margin, which is you know how, 
How profitable is the jobs you're doing? Measuring your overhead percentage, where's that sitting? What's your net profit percentage? And how does that sort of benchmark against, um, you know, other people in the industry? That's a lot of what we do. We, we, we know the benchmarking figures where you kind of should be hitting. And so we can talk about that uh, with our members and they can understand, well, actually, you know, I, I need to be at, at 40% GP at the moment. I'm at 32 so I've got some some room to move. So it's it's getting into those things that I think are massive. I think the next thing is tell your accountant what you want. Don't let them railroad you. Yeah. And this is like when you set up a profit and loss or an income statement, you have a chart of accounts as kind of all the buckets you put stuff in. So tell the accountant how you want that set up. Yeah. You know, your it's your business. Um, you do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. And that's about getting educated and, and saying, hey, man, or, or hey, man, you know, I'm trying to be, that's supposed to be hey a gender. Man. Hey, like, not hey lady. Yeah, yeah. Whoever. Or, or whatever. Let's Use the go, right pronouns. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, geez, that's a rabbit hole we Yeah, avoided. yeah, let's not go down there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got to take responsibility for that. Um, Definitely. And, and, uh, and not let them railroad you. Yeah. I think the next thing is um, find an accountant who's actually got a growth mindset. Yeah, oh, do, do, they have, do, they have a, do they have a growth mindset? Are they actually growing a business of their own? Mm. Because, you know, there are some good accountants, 100%. Uh, not many, <laughs> if any. That's a song, right? Yeah, yeah sure. But uh, don't break into song okay. just yet, all right? Okay. Yeah. You'd feel a bit of, you know, rhythm you can, coming. We can make some musical if you want. No. Yeah, we could sing the whole, we could sing the whole podcast. That'd be <laughs> weird. Anyway, weirder than this. So, you, you know, look for someone who's got a growth mindset, someone who has a team who looks like they're growing, like someone who uh, maybe does a few seminars or, or whatever that, you know, does a bit of other stuff yeah. uh, is, is important. Uh, and um, someone who's available and willing to help. I don't know. Accountants seem to make a thing of every time you call them, it costs you like 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously you need to pay for good advice. Uh, and, and I don't mind paying for good advice. And I think Definitely. you should pay for good advice. But someone who's actually available, you can, you can talk to when you need them mm. uh, rather than having to wait three or four days or weeks or whatever it is to... To make a time, I think that's that's important as well. Hundred percent. And like, I just want to go back to that point about finding one that actually has a successful business themselves, uh, because the fact is, is like they, you know, you do need an accountant for certain purposes in your business. Um, so they need to be great at that. But also, if they're going to give you any advice, like don't take advice from somebody that has no business giving advice because they can't practice what they preach. So I think that's huge. Um, and the growth mindset thing for me, Tony, I mean, that's massive. Like if you've got an accountant who's just going to tell you great job every year because you made $1 extra, um, that's a warning sign. Uh, move on. Yeah, Find well, someone who's going to push you. Yeah, and the growth mindset is someone who actually understands that, uh, you know, you need to invest in business to grow. Yeah. Uh, you need to invest your time, yeah, and, and sometimes you need to invest money as well that's um, it. To, to, to get things rolling. I mean, you've only got two resources, time and money. Uh, mm. Time's not renewable money is so sometimes it's better to, to invest money but someone who actually understands that you've got to invest and be proactive and you've got to make beans rather than just count beans 100 percent. all right cool well let's land this plane Alrighty. well today we've been talking about accountants and why uh trusting your accountant can be a terrible idea for your for your trade business so be really careful of the the advice you take from your accountant and look it may save you a few pennies in the short term but it can cost you you know a successful business in the long term remember your accountants, they often count the beans, but they don't know how to make the beans. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading 
and it's at profitabletradybook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletradie.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Tradie in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletradie.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.